Welcome to Astrobabble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. Okay, this is the um, year ahead video for Aries uh, for 2023. Yep. And we recommend that you read your ascendant sign. So this is more or less for Aries ascendant signs. But if you're an Aries sun or Aries moon, you know, you're more than free to read it or listen to it. Uh, but we do recommend you read your ascendant sign. We've got a video that'll explain why if you're not sure, and we'll put a link to that below. And without further ado, let's have a look at the screen. I'll bring up the details. So we'll be talking about Aries rising and um, we'll be talking about Mars first. It's been causing um, some issues with everybody for <laughs> this last uh, 2022. It's been in the same sign for a number of months. Um, and it's going to go from your third house and it's going to be moving into your fourth house. Mars is this is the planet of separation, action as well. It's drive, it's aggression. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the malefic planets. It affects the people that are born during the day more than it does the people at night. So yeah, it's a, it's a planet to watch for sure. Yeah, and uh, Mars retrogrades every two years. So next year we don't have Mars causing as much trouble, but this year and uh, 2022, leading into 2023, it's been causing some drama. Usually Mars is in a sign for about six weeks. It's been in Gemini by the time it gets out of it for seven months. So the house that has Gemini in it has had to deal with Mars as a long time kind of resident. He just won't leave. And that's your third house. So this is issues to do with siblings. It's your local neighborhood. It's transportation. It's early learning and short courses, things like that. Short distance travel as well. So you might've had just irritating things to do with that. When Mars is retrograde, Mars just wants to move forward. But when he's retrograde, he's going backwards. So it feels like you just can't move forward. So if you've been dealing with issues to do with siblings, and this could be fights, squabbles, it could be the cars kind of constantly breaking down, or you're always kind of, you know, getting delayed. You just kind of want to get out, get there, get to where you're going and get back home. And there's always some delays and setbacks that sort of thing should start to shift from about the 12th of January, 2023, which is when Mars goes direct again. Yeah, but there's a thing called a shadow period. So even though Mars will be direct from the 12th of January, you might still be dealing with some issues up until the 15th of March. After the 15th of March, things should be a lot better for you. Sounds now, good. From, <laughs> then, yeah. Mars, then Mars will enter Cancer, um, March 2023. And goes, it shifts from your, it will, it will stay in your fourth house. And that's the house of um, lineage and you more action around your own home. Yeah. And Mars is going to move through other houses during 2023, but we're not uh, focusing on that so much. At the moment, we're just kind of concentrating on getting it out of Gemini because he's been there for so long we just want to get him out of retrograde and out of Gemini just to give us all a change of pace one thing that is a little bit of a problem is that Mars is in fall in Cancer so he doesn't act as you would expect in Cancer 
because, you know, cancers are not so direct and it's a water sign. It's, you know, more emotional. So Mars is not going to be on his best behavior just yet, but at least he's going to be out of Gemini. He won't be acting as honorable. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Mars is my most uh, malefic planet, but in, in, in if it is a malefic planet for you, then it is, you know, that energy. You know, yeah. it's nothing that's, you know, going to be new. It's, it's, it's what you've been dealing with your entire life. If Mars is, is mm-hmm. your malefic and, you know, you know what that energy feels like, you know, so it, 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 it should be, it should be good. It, it should be easier. It's not so intense because for six months for having Mars in the sign is a very, very long time. <laughs> it is a long time to have any planet, let alone a malefic planet causing uh, chaos in one section of the chart and if you're a you know got mars retrograde in your natal chart again you probably understand this uh, energy a little bit better than people that are used to you know mars moving quite uh, at least forward exactly i met my husband under a mars retrograde i had i had both kids under mars retrograde so they, <laughs> they do their action they're not they're not horrible but you know it does it does require a little bit of work. I was just thinking they're <laughs> teaching you patience. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. And then we have the other malefic, the greater malefic, which is Saturn. Saturn takes a little bit longer. It usually spends about two and a half years in a sign. Saturn is currently in Aquarius as we're recording this at the end of December 2022. It is... Moving into Pisces, though, in March, the 7th of March. So Saturn is currently in Aquarius. It will be in Aquarius till early March. It's currently in your 11th house, which is your house of groups, friends, and organizations. So Saturn causes limitations, restrictions. Saturn's the planet of no. And if you're a night chart, if you're born, you know, after the sun goes down. Uh, yeah, Saturn's your most troublesome planet. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be in there for when it when it does finally enter um it in Pisces. It will be there for two, two and a half years. And it's the it, but you know, you do need that that structure, that foundation that, you know, did you check the rules? You know, it will last longer if you have done the good foundational work. And that's mm. that's what Saturn can bring. So yeah. I always kind of think of Saturn as like a school headmaster <laughs> or just a cranky oh, yeah. old school teacher sort of thing. You know, do the work or you'll be writing lines. But uh, yeah, so issues to do with groups, friends, organizations, if you've had issues with that from early March, that might uh, not be such an issue anymore. It's going to move into your 12th house which is um, a house which Saturn has its joy. So that's something. Uh, Saturn's very comfortable in the 12th house because how does that saying go? Misery loves company. Yeah, there the 12th is that house thing. is a hard house. <laughs> 12th house is places of seclusion, places of confinement, hospitals, prisons, monasteries. It's also um, places of retreat and rest. So this is possibly a good time over the next two and a half years to set foundations. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You need a a lot of times you need that, you know, you need to go inward in order to do that growth. 
Mm-hmm. So, and this is the house to do it. And Saturn is that good foundation. So yeah. this could be very good for Aries. Saturn is associated with things like depression and that though. So you may find that your mood is quite low. Please do reach out to people that can help you with that. There's no need to suffer. So that's Saturn. Uh, Saturn's going to be there till looks like it will move into Aries in uh, 24th of May 2025 so it's a couple of years away so that'll be fun <laughs> because Saturn in Aries it uh it is in fall in that position so that's that's interesting I say that as a Saturn in Aries myself <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the chaos that's going to cause but it, it won't be in there for long. It will actually retrograde back into Pisces on the 1st of September. So it doesn't get fully out of Pisces till February 2026. We're going to be very familiar with this. So, yeah, unfortunately, it's in your 12th house. One good thing going for it, it does have its joy in its 12th house. And I'm 98% sure, I don't know if it would work for a transit, but I believe that people who have Saturn in the 12th house natally, they overcome their enemies. So wouldn't it be nice if it worked that way for um, transits as well? Because every Aries I know would love that. In fact, I think most people would love that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And now... Right, and and Saturn won't be in full strength there because... Saturn Mm. likes Capricorn and Aquarius, not necessarily Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. Pisces is a little wishy-washy for, yeah, for Saturn. So it'll be interesting. And then we have the big day in all, Pluto. Yeah. Pluto is that planet that causes change, that drives you to move on, grow, stop doing what you're doing. Whatever isn't working for you needs to be put aside. That's the energy of Pluto. Pluto will guide you to get it out of what is no no longer serving you. So it's, it can be scary if you, if you're, especially if you're a fixed sign like me, um, you know, you, you want everything to stay the same and, and, and nothing changes, but you know, in order to grow, you do need to change and things do need to get out of your life. And you you do need to sort through, you know, what isn't working for you, what is working for you, you know, keep what, keep what is working for you. You do need to go through that process of getting rid of the stuff that doesn't work. Yeah. Depth, honesty, transformation. Uh, I often think of Pluto as like the phoenix from the flames, you know, tearing down, you know, what's no good and it's rebuilding better. But yeah, unfortunately with the phoenix, you've got to die first. So sometimes it can feel very traumatic. So if Pluto is making connections to your chart or will be in Aquarius, just keep going. There's a famous quote from Winston Churchill, when you're going through hell, keep going. So, you know, um, hopefully for better outcomes in the long run. Pluto is yeah. currently in Capricorn. It's going to dip into Aquarius from the 23rd of March, but it's literally just going to dip in. It's only going to be there till the 11th of June when it will re-enter. It goes back into Capricorn. It will stay there until the 20th of January. So 20th of January, next the following year, 2024, it will be back in Aquarius. 
but it will retrograde in September 2024 and then finally leave Capricorn on the 19th of November 2024. So if you've got any Capricorn, late Capricorn degrees, Pluto's not done with you yet, unfortunately. But it, it's just a taste this year between, what is it, March and June? June, yeah. March and June, really. It's going to dip into Aquarius, which will be their 11th house. So this is transformations to do with groups, friends, organizations, hopes and dreams, which is a really interesting concept. You know, maybe there's a huge breakthrough. Also, people who can support you, you know, career-wise and that networking. Pluto is coming out of your 10th house, where it was in Capricorn. So career matters should have been undergoing some evolution. But as we said, it's not going to move out of Capricorn until 19th of November 2024. So it might not be finished in that part of your chart yet. There might be still things brewing, but I would imagine that you have some idea of what's going on. You should have some idea of, because, I mean, this has been in Capricorn since 2008. It's a long time. So hopefully we're at the Phoenix stage in the Capricorn part of our chart. And then we've got to start all over again in Aquarius. Because it will move on in a new section of our lives that need to be upgraded and changed and transformed. Yeah. yeah. Then we get to lightness. breathe a little bit easier with Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> Jupiter is uh, the greater benefic. And for Aries, it's going to move into Taurus. From the 16th of May, 2023. Yeah. Until the 25th of May, 2024, it will be in Taurus. So it will be in your second house, which is nice because that's the house of your personal finances, your income and your resources. So Jupiter is considered, as Donna said, it's the greater benefic, but the benefics are considered lucky. And Jupiter in particular is associated with luck. So, you know, good things could be expected to do with these topics. So there might be bonuses at work. Maybe there's an increase in income. Maybe you have more resources to help you. So that's something to look forward to. It is going to remain in Aries for a little bit longer. Started in Aries, which is your first house, which is all about you, back on the 10th of May. Uh, it retrograded back into Pisces, though, in uh, 28th of October. So you had from May to October to experience it in Aries. And then from the 20th of December, 2022, until 16th of May, it will still be in Aries. And that's going to make you yourself seem very optimistic. When Jupiter is, because Jupiter does like to expand, and the first house is about our appearance and our body and our health and vitality. So for some Aries ascendants, it could have been a little bit of weight gain. Maybe when it goes into Taurus, that uh, won't be as difficult to work with, perhaps. When Jupiter was in um, my first house, I also had Saturn there. But Saturn usually reduces. You got Saturn in your first house, it reduces. But I had Jupiter there at the same time. <laughs> Guess who won? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And Jupiter is the benefic. So, you know, good things. You should be looking forward to good things happening. Yeah, particularly in the second house. And I mean, the first house too, you know, I, I think of that as a happy-go-lucky attitude. People like you. It, it's 
benevolent, it's generous, it's optimistic, it's enthusiastic, it's nice. Jupiter's a really nice like, planet. I like the optimism of Jupiter. Mm, mm. Venus is a planet that moves around very much faster than all the other planets, other than Mercury. Um, but Venus is a, is a quick mover, and she will go through pretty much all of the uh, all of the zodiac signs for 2023, which is nice. She will retrograde in the um, in the house of Leo, mm-hmm. which is going to be your fifth house yeah. if you're in Aries. And Venus is the um, she is the considered the bright one. Uh, you can see her in the sky. She she'll go down under underneath the the horizon for a period of time, but when she re-enters, she's a, a lot of people, um, you know, make a point to go out and to see her first thing in the morning. She is a very bright star when she appears. Yeah. So yeah. Both uh, Mercury and Venus can be evening or morning stars, depending where they are in their cycle. And yeah, Venus is very bright, though. Gorgeous star. Yeah, so um, Venus is going to be retrograde from the 22nd of July to the 3rd of September. Usually when Venus is retrograde, it's not a good time to start new relationships necessarily. could be time for reassessing relationships because retrogrades make us go back over old ground look at things venus isn't just relationships so it's also our personal values and it's beauty and art it's harmony it's and when we talk about relationships we're not talking simply about um romantic relationships either this is friendship and our other relationships social yeah the, the social aspect of our lives is venus is run by venus mm. and as we said venus is also a benefic so when Venus is moving through one of your natal houses, it tends to bring good luck or, you know, some sort of kind of blessing for want of a better word. You know, it's not unusual to have something nice happening in that area of your chart. It can kind of sweeten it a little bit while it's moving through it. So we're going to start the year uh, with Venus in Capricorn, which I always think of Venus in Capricorn as pretty hard-headed. Uh, but from the 2nd of January, she'll move into Aquarius. So she's going to move from your 10th house, which is career and public reputation, into the 11th house. So this is a good time for spending with friends, groups, organizations. It'll be in the 11th house from the 2nd of January to the 26th of January. You might, it's possible you could have romance through your friendship group, or you could just be lucky you know, good things happening, you know, and it's harmonious. It's a nice time to spend with friends and groups and yeah, just a nice time. Very nice. And then um, she'll move into Pisces on January 26th and that's going to be in your 12th house. Um, a time for you to, uh, in you know, look in and see what needs to be changed. Um, you know, going over, um, you know, if you have a book project or anything that you're working on on your on your own when she moves there. And then she'll go into Aries February 20th, which is um, going to be your first house. And that's uh, the house where you would be beautifying yourself, which would be a project, um, maybe a new hairstyle, uh, a new different look, a, a different color that you normally never have worn before. Good time to buy clothing, probably. Yeah, good time to be buying things for the wardrobe. 
So that's from the 20th of Feb to the 16th of March. Um, and you might live to come across as quite charming too, because the first house is kind of like our personality, how we appear. So yeah, nice time to, um, yeah, just charming, just you, you're giving good vibes and just, yeah, you seem charming, approachable, you look good. I mean, it's a really nice time. And from the 16th of March to the 11th of April, Venus is going to be in Taurus, uh, a sign that it rules, and it will be in your second house. So this is income, personal income, finances and possessions. So yeah, maybe a bonus at work. There could be increased in income. It could be somebody, it could be simple as, you know, somebody gives you a gift. And, you know, maybe it's not that, but maybe it's just, you know, you're getting, your finances are going smoothly at this time. I'm trying to think if anything else is in Taurus that could be causing problems because, ah, Uranus is in Taurus. <laughs> Actually, that will be interesting when um, Venus comes up to Uranus in Taurus. So, yeah, that could be a surprise. A big surprise then. So about midway through. So, oh, that'd be around about my birthday, actually. Oh, no, it won't. Oh, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> Style that you picked very well might be very radical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, then it'll be moving into Gemini, your third house, from April 11th to May 7th. And that's going to have to do with uh, your community. Uh, so Venusian things in your community. So more, maybe more social things or beautification projects. Um, around that time will be spring around here. So yeah, you know, making sprucing up your community community after the long, hard winter might might be a good way to express that Venus when she gets into Gemini. And then um oh, you know, I was going to say with um the third house too that's your siblings and that so relationships particularly with siblings should be quite good and just people neighbors people in your general neighborhood should be quite harmonious wonderful gotta look forward to it with when venus is in is is in the air so um <laughs> moving on to the next house uh she'll go into cancer on may 7th and she'll be there till june 5th and that's going to have to do with your home so beautification projects around your house um uh, it could also be um you from your family you might be getting gifts from your family yeah yeah great time to redecorate the home Venus will be in Leo and this is the sign that she's going to retrograde in and because she's going to retrograde and she's going to stay in that sign the whole time she's retrograding she's going to be here for quite a while she's going to be here from the 5th of June to the 8th of October uh, this is happening in your fifth house so this is your children and creativity it is fun socializing it's hobbies it's gambling it's anything you do for fun it could be sport so yeah, you might be reevaluating some of these things. Um, <laughs> that sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm reevaluating my children. I'm not sure if I want them. <laughs> not your necessarily three can children. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it could be, it could be that your children themselves are reevaluating their values or things to do with art and beauty. Maybe they've, you know, always been a goth and suddenly they're into, I don't know, <laughs> something very pastel I don't know but you know you might be reevaluating art maybe you're kind of interested in different forms of art at this time or 
maybe you know you've always liked to go out drinking with your friends and now you're thinking well you know maybe we should mix this up a little bit and we're going to do this instead um just yeah re-evaluating topics to do with what you do for fun what brings you joy uh might be undergoing some analysis at this time Wonderful. And then around October 8th, Venus is going to move into Virgo and that's going to be your house of service. Uh, so you might be either getting something new that would help your job if you are in a service industry. It could also be a, a benefit to your health. It could be yeah. a little bit of a boost because Venus is a the benefic. So that'll be moving into your sixth house and the sixth house is your house of of your you know how your health is gauged yeah venus is in that fall in virgo so she's not as kind of powerful as she could be but she's still venus she's still a benefic and yeah she should be able to hopefully lessen anything that's uh going on there if there's issues to do with ill health sixth house can also be just you know day-to-day -day stuff going on so maybe she just makes that a little bit easier and more harmonious so that would be nice you could get a pet too yeah good point yeah a really pretty one <laughs> from the 8th of november to the 4th of december venus is going to be in libra in your seventh house so this is a good time for relationships and this is um not just your you know romantic partner or significant other this is business relationships this is close friends this is any one-on-one -on -one relationship. So yeah, nice time. You know, it just sweetens things a lot. So yeah, nice time yeah. for um, whatever's going on in uh, relationships. Good time for relationships. And then in December 4th, uh, Venus will be moving into Scorpio, which is her sign of detriment. This is the house where um, it could be your um, the house of your significant other's money. It could also be uh, things that might come to you from like wills and trusts and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the house of other people's money. Yeah. Also things like uh, loans, insurances, uh, taxation. So who knows, maybe you get a tax refund back at this time or loans approved and you weren't sure whether you're going to get it. Maybe it's for a higher amount than you thought that you would be eligible for. Some sort of benefit, though. Yeah, that would be nice. Good things. And then from the 29th of December, just as the year is closing, Venus moves into Sagittarius in your ninth house. Yeah, ninth house is higher education. It's overseas travel. It's foreigners. It's other cultures. It's religion, other beliefs. It's esoteric subjects like astrology, tarot. It's the law, so this um, counts in, um, say, lawsuits and that sort of thing. So this bringing you good luck in regard to those. You could fall for somebody from a different country, different culture. You could be lucky with um, a lawsuit or publishing. Yeah, Venus just kind of comes along and sweetens that area of your life in your chart. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially in Sagittarius, it if you have a lawsuit and, and you yeah. are in Aries, this is this is probably a very good time to have that settlement. 
Yeah, yeah. Or have you know, to have and it maybe the out. settlement will be a little bit more than you anticipated. You know, particularly if you're a night chart, if you're born during, you know, between um, sunset and sunrise. So yeah, absolutely. And then the eclipses. We have four this year. We have. We've been going through the Taurus Scorpio eclipses over the last couple of years. And we're going to be ending those eclipses. The lunar eclipses will be the end of the Scorpio Taurus eclipses. But um, the solar eclipses actually bring in the Aries Libra uh, eclipse season. Access. So yeah, solar eclipses. The first one's the 20th of April, 2023. It will be at 29 degrees Aries. And it will be in your first house. So solar eclipses, they're like a new moon. They can sometimes, eclipses can kind of shed light on things or expose things, uh, particularly solar eclipses. Uh, new beginnings uh, more often than, say, the lunar eclipses, which might be about endings more. So, yeah, this is the first house. This is all about you. So, yeah, maybe you're sudden, shocking, surprising developments to do with how people view you. Maybe suddenly they think you're powerful and mighty and wonderful. And I'm sure they thought that anyway, but yeah. Or it could be to do with, you know, your appearance or your health vitality. Maybe you decide, you know, I'm going to get super fit and yeah. Yeah. Go back about 18 years because the, 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 the axis of those, um, of the eclipses are, are changing from Taurus Scorpio to, you know, Libra and yeah. uh, Aries. So, you know, go back about 18 years and where, what were you doing? And, and, and you will see that it does kind of relate to what you were doing about 18 years ago. Yeah. So that would be about 2005. So that would be interesting. Yeah. And then we've got a lunar eclipse on the 5th of May. This is one of the this is the last Scorpio eclipse in this series of eclipses that will be at 14 Scorpio in the eighth house. Eighth house, it can be a hard house. It's um, other people's money. So maybe this is a time if you've been waiting on a settlement, maybe it's completed at this time or inheritances, maybe something uh, that's been hidden, you know, is exposed at this time. Yeah, it's... It's a hard house, but, and this is, you know, lunar eclipses do tend to be more to do with endings. So we're finishing up this lot of eclipses. These Taurus Scorpio have all been about your money versus shared money or other people's money. So this one is focusing on shared finances and resources. So there could be something sudden, shocking come to light. This is more likely to happen if you have planets at um, around about 14 degrees of Scorpio or Taurus. So, yeah. Did you want to and then the so the next ones will be in the fall uh, for the eclipses. And that's going to happen October 14th. And that's going to be a solar eclipse. And it's going to happen in Libra. So this is going to be a new place where these are, are starting to hit. Um, and it's going to be in your seventh house. And this is going to be things that could possibly start with relationships. So um, that's going to be the focus of these eclipses are going to be on your your seventh house and in Libra. And it's it's a sign that she, the Venus rules. So it, it looks like it's going to be a, a good uh, eclipse. 
And then the other one, um, the lunar eclipse is going to happen October 28th, um, and that's going to happen in your second house. This is still going to kind of be catching those topics that have been addressed or focused on or shine the light on for these these last um, several eclipses. This will still be happen happening in Taurus. So this will be in your second house. So those will be the matters that will be on the front burner. <laughs> and yeah, and as Linda was saying earlier, uh, lunar eclipses might be things that you're finishing up. So if you are finishing up the, you know, your wills, your, um, you know, th those types of things might be what you're scheduled to do. Yeah, we're finishing up issues to do with your finances, your possessions, your resources mm -hmm. versus other people's money, possessions, resources, and moving more into all about you and your autonomy and how you deal with relationships. It's kind of moving around the chart that way. So, yeah. So that is our rundown of the 2023 for Aries. Um, me and Donna do do full moon and new moon horoscopes. So it's about every two weeks there's a full moon or a new moon. We go through what you can expect. We look at the full moon and new moon in detail, and then we look at the uh, upcoming transits. So what the planets are doing between those two. So you can always find out more about that. But this is just a general overview, lets you know, you know, what to look out for, what areas of your chart and what's um, happening. So Donna, where can people find you? Um, you can get a hold of me through my website at DonnaBAstrology.com. Um, and there there's, you can, will be my email that you can get a hold of me if you want to write and chat and talk to me about anything. Uh, I do natal readings uh, the year ahead. I also work with stones. I do electional and horary. So, yeah. Very good. And Linda, where can people get a hold of you? I'm uh, at Scullywag Astrology. That's astrology.scullywag.com. And I do year ahead relationship readings and um, just uh, natal. So, yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say, if you're watching this and, um, you know, halfway through the year or something, it's like, oh, yes, this happened. Leave us a comment. We love to hear the comments about what's happening. And um, yeah. So thank you for listening. And um, I hope 2023 is really good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.